You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time, brethren. How y'all feeling? Y'all good? Back at it. Back, Back at it. It's a big spring game week this week. Mm-hmm. Um, some some basketball news to talk about. Baseball mm-hmm. pulls off a, a big upset over Arkansas. So a lot nice. to talk about this week. How you feeling? How was the wedding, Nick? You know, you're the wedding crash. You've been like just <laughs> waiting the wedding, bro. How's the wedding? Uh, black tie affair. Very classic. You scared, very me, when, you scared me when you start off with black. I was like, yo, yeah, yeah. Like, what did well, I do? Wait till he gets you to the uh, the best man speech. Uh, we, won't, we won't throw him under the bus on the podcast. Uh, I'll throw him under the bus after you're done talking. The wrong, I think the wrong friend uh, was, was given the microphone at the wedding. That's all. Um, that's all I'll say. Uh, beautiful wedding. Congratulations to Donnie and Misty. Um, outside. Great views. We're out there on the beach on A1A, beautiful resort. Um, my voice is mostly intact, which has not been the case after uh, Appreciate that. the last two weddings. Um, I was I was getting better wearing I was wearing a pair of Dan's Louis Vuitton slip-ons, and they mm. had me feeling some type of way on the dance floor. Mm. Uh, I don't believe there's any video, uh, thankfully. Of that, but if they're dancing, then they're already broken in because he danced. Yeah, he gets, he gets yeah. I was the cutting the proverbial rug yeah, all Saturday right. night. Yeah, all Saturday night. It's only right. That's what's good up, vibes, man. good people, a lot of alcohol. What kind of cake was it? Was the cake good? Um, wedding cakes sometimes be trash, but I enjoy a good wedding mm-hmm. cake when they write. Um, I like I wedding. The, the tasting part, the, ta- the cake testing part <laughs> of my wedding was my favorite part. So. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even have the cake. The short rib that I had for dinner, phenomenal. Right. Phenomenal right. short rib. What was the whole um, menu like? What were your options? Yeah, was we, this, had, uh, we had a nice buffet or? Or? No, okay. no, no, no. Brought, brought to the table. I told All you right. it was black tie affair. There's no way we're not doing a buffet. A buffet at a wedding is nuts, man. I ain't gonna lie. The wedding I was at uh, in Lake City before, <laughs> the week before, was buffet style. Um, oh, shout out to them, man. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, this one, yeah. When you when you ask people to wear tuxedos, you're not going to ask them to then get up and get their own food. So we had right. them brought to us. Um, nice Caesar salad to start. Had mm. a selection of wines to choose from. Um, some some uh, good one. Red. Some good wine. I, I I need to take a picture of the bottle. Whenever I yeah. like a wine and I'm at a restaurant, I take a picture of the bottle to see mm-hmm. if I can find it. Uh, but so here I got a I got a, a trick for you. There's an app called Vivino. You can take mm-hmm. a picture of the label and it will pull up the wine where you can buy it, how much it it oh. is, what it should taste like, what the price should be. Exceptional app. I also uh, that sounds like. I also can probably just text the groom. Uh, I've known him since we were in first grade. Probably just ask him, hey, man, the those 90 bottles of wine you bought, like, uh, what were they? I would like mm. to purchase mm-hmm. one for myself. Um, That's a good idea. So Caesar salad, then there was a mahi option, and mm. I went with the short rib. I went with the short rib instead. Mm. Um, I actually sent my my RSVP back in uh, with oh, the mahi. You almost sent your food back. 
I sent my no, I sent my RSVP in with the mahi, and uh, the groom called me and goes, "Hey, I'm going to change this." Senior fool, senior fool, back at a wedding is awesome. <laughs> That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. No, the uh, the groom, you know, months back when I RSVP for the wedding, goes, "Hey, I'm going to change your meal. Like you want the short rib." But I say so I tried a lot of different plates, and and the short rib is my is my pick. I was like, "All right, I trust you." Short rib was phenomenal. Um, you gotta be a short rib guy. You can't just be playing around. Like some people read short rib and not like know really what a short rib is. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. led astray. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Uh, and then I had a, we had, let's see, it was the entire starting outfield in our third baseman. We're all at the wedding from, uh, nice. from high school. So we had the old, uh, the old class of 2007 STA Raiders uh baseball picture at the wedding a lot more gray oh, hair uh, a lot more yeah. pounds on all of us uh than the last well i only day. noticed pounds on a couple people the other guys look like they were staying tip top shape still doing anything yeah thanks thanks yeah, guys. you were not you were included in the other two yeah <laughs> great wedding great vibes and uh i'm off i'm off until uh september for another wedding you're not off the hook you're on a proposal watch my boy yeah yeah yeah, I, uh, yep, we're on proposal watch. Dan, <laughs> yeah. how was your week? Good, I can't wait to cut up the rug at your wedding, Nick. Uh, it was the great, rug man. this time. Very similar the, to the uh, video that, that what, Silk what's posted. The, what's the odds I can get a, a State Miguel pod from the wedding? Probably not going to fly? I don't think you want me podding. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, not, not, vibes, not. The devices and vibes are going to be crazy, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> vices and vibes. <laughs> yeah, man. I wedding well, man. I know how to wedding. Uh, Dan, how was your weekend, bro? It was good, man. Um, what did I get into? Uh, I volunteered on Saturday oh, nice. morning um, where we we built beds for a really cool charity here in uh, St. Pete where they provide beds to, to kids that um, otherwise don't have one. So we built 21 beds. So that was a ton of fun. And then I uh, saw one of my favorite country music bands, band by the name of Crawford and Power. I think you've heard me pump their tires a little bit on this show. Um, they performed their first ever show in the uh, the Tampa Bay area, so got to see them um, and hang out with them on Saturday nights. So I had a blast. Uh, shout out to those guys. And then yesterday, just kind of hung out and enjoyed the weather. We had a nice little cold front that came through. So it was yeah, in the, man, uh, the high hot. 60s, low mm-hmm. 70s yesterday as a high. So it was a perfect cool. day to be outside, watch the Masters, put it on the TV outside, and had some friends over and just, you know, vibed out. Great weekend. Regular old weekend, man. It was a regular old weekend. It's some philanthropy. When it's all yeah. your favorite artists, you almost forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a fantastic weekend. Obviously, the Masters was on uh, an incredible event. Um, yeah. Watching Scotty um, Scheffler put on just a, an absolute just master class in golf, except for the four putt at the end. Other than that. Uh, master class in golf over the weekend. Four put at the end had a drastic, drastic implication on our uh, master's pool. Shout out to Neil Blackman for, for running it for the second year in a row. Yeah. Um, Shout out for the invite, bro. Yeah. I yeah. think it changed. I think it changed like four different spots um, and caused my buddy Kaysen to win. I won the inaugural one, inaugural one last Good. year. Yeah, we just um, about to ask, yeah. So, you know, I had a great uh, champions dinner on thir- on, th- on Wednesday night, and uh, I put the green jacket on my friend Kaysen. Hopefully I will uh, be wearing it next year. Silk, you will get the email next year. I appreciate it, man. Silk, so, hear, hear this. I don't know if you watch the Masters at all, but Scotty Scheffler, he's, what, 25, 26 years old, had never won a PGA event before this year and has won mm-hmm. four over the last two months, including the Masters. It's crazy. You about to test him? You think we, we, what was going on? 
He's just really good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really good, but I mean that's just incredible. There's some some people were throwing around some Tiger vibes. I thought it's a little too early, but yeah, way, he keeps doing way, what he does. Too early, but I like, I like it. So how old is he? 25, 26. Mm, yeah, so I mean, good. Tiger won his first Masters at 21, so it's not quite the same, but but still, it's a lot, it's a lot of longevity. That like golf is such a it's it's good. It, it's easy to be hot for a short amount of time, but like mm-hmm. to. to Years and years of longevity is, is difficult with golf. There's a lot of a lot of mental side to it. So with that success, we'll see how you can sustain. Yeah. yeah. So how was your weekend, brother? Man, unfortunately, I had to go to Tallahassee, but I had a great time, mm. man. You know, uh, I had to go out there to 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 throw a spring tailgate with my man TJ, uh, Double Fry No Slaw Boys on the, on the Roll Up Network. We kicked it out there. Um, the Roll Up Crew came through. A good vibes, man. Nonetheless, yes, I haven't been to Tallahassee in like 20 years or something crazy. Hasn't so, changed much, right? Hasn't changed much, man. They got some new apartments around that project stadium they have out there. <laughs> um, but it's a college town. It's better than Miami, I would say, from that from that mm-hmm. field, man. I hadn't been out there in 20 years. Uh, and when I did, when I did used to go out there, it wasn't for football. It was really my brother used to mm-hmm. go to school out there. So I used to go hang out with him a little bit. But it, it was good vibes. Good vibes from Tallahassee this weekend. I yeah, I saw Larry on look like he was having a great time, too. Oh, that guy's the life of the party, man. I'm glad I get to take a backseat with being the life of the party when he's around. Oh, man. Oh, boys, I forgot to uh, to tell you. And if you're on YouTube, you can watch on Friday. I played in a, uh, a golf scramble and took home a little trophy. A little trophy, oh, actually. First bro. place champion. Not oh, a big yeah, you, Dan. Let me see. Let me see the first place. I think that's yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see the bottom. What's the inscription say? Champion. champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how about champion. that? Champion. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, no, I completely special, forgot. Special league? No, no, just the uh, regular old men's league, um, okay. a sc- but a scramble, right? So it's best ball, right? So every man. What do you mean by best ball? Like, yeah, so explain so pickup golf to me. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so it's actually called a scramble, not best ball, but mm-hmm. uh, a scramble. You all four hit, you take your best shot, then the four of you hit from that location, right? And then you work down. So, ah, okay. 14 under. Um, tied for first, and then they went to uh, your skull or your score. Pardon me on the uh, the first handicap. We tied second handicap or second hole handicap. We tied third handicap. Uh, we beat them by a stroke, so we ended up taking home the uh, the hardware. So yeah, Charlotte beating them by a stroke, man. Got it. Yeah. About Active, it. So, uh, it's not a green jacket, but it works, man. It's close enough. Close enough. I don't need any more jackets. Got a hole. I had an order. I had a I had a call Andy. with my. Uh, I had a I had a call with Hong Kong Andy last uh, last Wednesday or last Thursday, putting the order for some more. So we'll be getting those in a couple weeks. So so super pumped. But uh, boys, Hong we, Kong Andy man, I want to get a super. Uh, Kwame say he 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 talks to Hong Kong Andy as well, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual real guy. Kwame knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to uh, get high, uh, highly uh, customized, yeah, 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 high quality sure. stuff, but he doesn't sponsor the show, so I won't put his number out there. But if you want it. Just hit me up. But speaking of sponsorships, let's give a shout-out to our friend Alan Horn uh, with State Farm Insurance in Jasper, Georgia. If you're looking for auto, home, renters, life, business insurance, or retirement planning in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, or Tennessee, give him a call at 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Again, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com insurance.com in florida georgia tennessee or alabama uh we got johnny townsend joining the show uh johnny townsend is gonna be putting on a uh a charity um i guess tailgate 
uh, event on Thursday. So going to be looking to, to hear a little bit more about that. We'll talk a little bit of football with him as well. Cause the last interview we had with him, um, he was dealing with uh, old Dan Thompson internet where you can only hear about every eighth or ninth word from him. So I'll chat a little bit about his time at UF too, but um, Nick, since we have you for a few minutes, want to talk about the Gator series uh, and baseball over Arkansas. I'm going to, they also played Florida state during the middle of the week. So give us a rundown of UF baseball. Yeah, uh, good week for Florida. Um, it's it's a weird Thursday, Friday, Saturday series again. Um, <clears throat> and I was there Thursday night. Uh, Florida loses, and uh, you didn't get a, a second week in a row where you don't get a typical Hunter Barco start. Um, and, and I felt I felt like leaving the stadium might not be good. This Arkansas team has been really really good this year. It was number two in the country coming in. And your ace just got touched up a little bit. So I didn't think that was going to be Yo. good. <laughs> we're, we're talking baseball terminology here. Um, <laughs> we're talking baseball terminology here. Um, so didn't think it was going to be a great weekend for Florida, but they come back and they get an absolute gem of a start from Brandon Sprote on Saturday. Um, my guy, Blake Purnell, shout out to St. Thomas Aquinas, comes in, earns the save Saturday to get the series tied. And then Sunday, the bats come alive again. Purnell throws another three innings. You mean Saturday. Saturday, yeah. 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 Thursday, Friday, Saturday throws me off. Uh, Saturday, Blake comes in again. He pitched in all four games last week. Um, he earns the win on Saturday and um, earned also co-freshman SEC freshman of the week. Um, so big week for Blake Purnell, big week for St. Thomas Aquinas uh, and Raiders everywhere, Daniel. So Blake Purnell won SEC Player of the Co Week. Co-SEC Freshman of the Week. Awesome job. So um, what was the difference? Obviously, you had some good pitching, some better pitching, um, some better bullpen pitching. But what was the, the real difference between um, this week and, and maybe last week? Um, it, it, so the, the SEC is tough. Um, obviously, Arkansas is going to be is a better team than Georgia, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that's even very – close um it, it just uh baseball can be a weird sport you know you yeah. can hit a ball 110 miles an hour off the bat right at somebody and it's an out and you can uh you know get jammed on a ball and it just finds you know some grass somewhere and it's a hit um you can also run into a guy pitching at florida gulf coast university who on a tuesday night mm -hmm. who throws a great game and you lose to a team that people think is embarrassing and then that guy ends up getting drafted in the eighth round you see him in the majors five mm -hmm. years later um so it's going to be tough. And when you look at Florida's schedule, um, I had a great question from someone on Twitter today. You look at Florida's schedule, they're at Vanderbilt, who struggled their last two series. They got swept by Tennessee, uh, and then they went down to Auburn and lost uh, the series 2-1. to one. That's going to be a tough series playing at Vanderbilt. They're, they have some of the best talent in the country. Um, mm -hmm. So even though they're down, you don't think that that's an easy road series for Florida. And then you host number one Tennessee, who's 30-1. and one. And twelve and zero in the SEC this year. They're they look like yeah, a they're wagon, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they they uh, got things rolling there. And baseball fans, without throwing out accusations, baseball fans, well, uh, college baseball fans will understand what I'm saying. They got things rolling in Knoxville. Um, it'll be an interesting series. So, if you look at if you look at wanting to host a regional, which is obviously the goal, uh, you want to host a super regional to be a top eight seed. Florida was the 15 seed last year with 17 wins in the SEC. So if you're trying to figure out how many you need, Florida needs 11 more wins in their next 18 games. So I think 
last year might be, you know, a benchmark to look at if you're talking about hosting a regional. And it's not going to be easy, you know, starting off with those two teams and with the talent that everyone has in the SEC. Mm. Well, well, well. Another great weekend, Nick. What does the upcoming weekend look like? And then we'll get uh, – or the upcoming week look like? And then we'll get uh, Johnny on the show. Tuesday at Tallahassee. Gators are on the road all week. Tuesday at Tallahassee and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, in Nashville. Tempted to go up, Dan. You should. Some good energy up there, man. Go up there, you know. Leave Tem- some, leave tempted, some- tempted to go up, hang out on Broadway some royalty, a little bit. Man. Yeah. Some, some, with some royal blue royalty up there, man. Do what you got to do. Leave some Lots of uh, cowboy boots up there. I know you like that. A lot of sundresses probably in this weather up there, too. So two of your mm. favorite things are He's in, on in one place. watch, Dan. Dan, not. Let's sit. Uh, it's a yeah, but it's, trip. A, it's a watch. It's not a warning. You know what I mean? Like it was a warning. The, the hurricane hasn't hit the Bahamas yet, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're only on hurricane watch. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, it's still by the lesser Antilles, right? I'm trying so, to intensify. I'm the only married guy on the show, so I'm trying to like you know get some company, some misery with <laughs> misery loves oh, company. Nick. <laughs> well, let's get uh, Nick. Appreciate the uh, the baseball update. Uh, let's get Johnny Townsend on the show. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code STADIUM and GALE and get 15% off of your order. Uh, They have a couple new lines coming out. uh, Baylor, UC Irvine, and Louisville that were just announced. And then three more schools are coming up soon. Um, I was told in this email that I can't announce who they are. Two ACC schools and one SEC school. So, um, check out homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. U- also, they're UC launching the Irvine Air Force Ant Academy. Eaters. Say what? The UC, UC Irvine are the Ant Eaters. I know that uh, might, maybe only baseball, but that yep. sounds like a great home field apparel shirt coming they out. Do, they do have a new Ant Eater logo shirt coming out, Nick. So, you know what? From it. me to you, I'll send you an Ant Eater shirt. I would love to have that. I'll wear it next yeah. week. Perfect. Might even send Johnny one too. Johnny, how are you, my friend? Mm. Very good, Johnny. There we go. Johnny, I think we got you now, brother. How are you? Uh, you me now? Can you hear me? We got you. Yeah. We got you. We were hoping this wasn't the same internet as last time. Oh, yeah. That was a disaster last time. Tommy had to wear you like a backpack and just carry you through the whole segment. Oh, there it goes. Oh, man. I like that smile, though. Great smile, John. <laughs> John, I think we got a little bit of lag on you, brother, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep it going here. Uh, Johnny, wanted to, to talk to you, obviously, about your time at UF, but before we do that, we know that you're hosting a big event on Thursday in Gainesville. So tell us a little bit more about what you have going on. For sure. Well, I already got my visor on. I'm ready to roll, but we got an awesome event planned in Gainesville. Um, it's the event to be at for the spring game. So uh, my foundation is personally hosting a spring game tailgate. Uh, this Thursday, April 14th from 3.30 to 7.30. Uh, it's benefiting pediatric oncology at UF Health Shands Hospital. Uh, we're hosting all the former players, too. We're going to have guys from uh, Spurrier's era. He'll be there personally signing autographs and taking photos, all the way up to some of the more recents, like Kyle Trask, Brandon Powell. Um, you know, we'll have a ton of guys there. And uh, we got open bars, barbecue, DJ, amazing silent auction items that we're right there on the airwalk so you guys got to register for sure johnny where do we go to register uh the easy thing to do is just go to all my social media handles 
Uh, if you go to Facebook at Johnny Townsend Foundation, the link to the uh, general admission is there. Or if you go to my Twitter at Johnny Townsend One, it's pinned up there right at the top with the link. And on Instagram, if you go to Johnny Townsend Foundation, you will find all the links in the bio and also pinned to some of the posts. So yeah, hit Johnny, up social media. Johnny, you you started this foundation. Um, was it either your last year at UF or right after you left UF? Um, and, and what what was I guess what was your driving force to to really get into this and, and to give back to to this community in Gainesville? Sure. Well, I originally had planned to launch it going into my senior season, and I wanted to tie some sort of statistical um, data to a give like a giving commitment. Um, but you know, the NCAA at the time did not even allow stuff like that, even for charitable reasons. Uh, so they shot it down, and I had to wait until I signed away my eligibility to even start a foundation. Um, but that all started NCAA with the, loves, loves the kids. Good, yeah. good on the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there was a community service program uh, called Goodwill Gators that they had on campus there, and uh, they would kind of pop down the community, and we do little you know initiatives here and there, and and I got to meet some of the people at Shands, and I saw some of the kids there on a you know day by day basis, and got to get them, got to get to know them on a first name basis, and. Um, I wanted to use my platform and do something to help. I thought it'd be a waste if I didn't. So that's kind of where it all started. Uh, Johnny, so obviously I know you're hosting this event. Is this something that you guys are going to try to carry at all through the season? Or are you guys going to host any other events that, that people that might not be able to make it up to Gainesville on Thursday uh, to be on the lookout for? Unfortunately, this is the only one we're doing in Gainesville this year. Okay. Um, this is going to be a uh, every year type of event. This is the first year we're doing it. Um, it's already you know, gained so much traction and so much support from uh, you know, various institutions around the university. Um, it's going to be an official event every spring. So if you can't make it this year, uh, for sure you're going to be there next year and it'll be even bigger. But uh, what we are doing that's really cool is we're setting up an online bidding site uh, for people that can't make it to check out some of the auction items because uh, there's some really, really cool stuff. we got Traeger Grill packages. we got dining packages at Spurs Gridiron Grill. And there's some Cadillacs in there. We have like a one-of-one. Cadillacs. Uh, we got a one-of-one one Heisman Trophy football signed by 20 Heisman winners. All the mm -hmm. 48 Heisman winners are on there. And me and Coach Spurrier's foundation are co-auctioning it off and, and splitting it amongst us. So um, it's going to be amazing. That's dope. Um, it's dope that you're working with Spurrier as well. How's that working? I see you got a Spurrier advisor on Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I had to rock it going into this. Um, yeah, he's been great. You know, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill has been a huge supporter of my foundation, especially this event. Um, those guys have been awesome. So they're, you know, trying to really keep that Gator community together, especially around the alumni. And um, they've been very supportive. So it's going to be a cool auction item. For sure. Johnny, you'll, you'll tweet that out when you uh, when you get the link up. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now, brother. Sorry, your internet's yeah. lagging a little bit. I get it. I was in that that spot for for about a year. I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to send out all the links, and um, I'm going to be blasting it out to all the Gator clubs. So anybody that's you know in a city that's affiliated with the Gator club, they'll get all the information. Um, yeah, I'm going to tweet the links, uh, post on Instagram, and and just be sending it all over the place. So. Awesome. Well, Johnny, hopefully we can, we can get a couple more questions with you. Um, everybody make sure you, you check it out. You can visit uh, Johnny Townsend's foundation at, uh, at Johnny Townsend sports.com and hit the Johnny Townsend foundation button there. 
Um, Johnny, I know when we last had John with your brother, uh, you know, we were able to talk with you a little bit about, you know, how you committed um, to UF and uh, what your time was like and everything else. And I think we got a lot of that big stuff out of the way. Um, but want to just talk to you about, you know, some more things about your, your time at UF. You were obviously there at a pretty uh, important time and pretty important transition time for, for UF. Um, want to just kind of get your thoughts on, on you being around the UF program now um, and kind of what you're seeing, you know, with the transition that, that Florida is now making from, from Dan Mullen to, to Billy Napier and, and how that might correlate with what some of the things that you saw during your time. For sure. Well, if we've seen more transitions than I think we've seen in the last couple of decades at Florida in yeah. terms of coaching. Um, you know, I've been through two different coaching changes and when I left, there was a third when Mullen came in. So, um, but, you know, it's always tough to tell in the offseason. Um, you know, Coach Napier's won the offseason, in my opinion. Um, he's recruiting well. He's got an amazing staff together. Uh, he's got the respect of the team. We got up there two months ago, got to tour the new facility. Uh, they said they're going to have all the guys in there this summer. So, you know, like I said, the infrastructure's there. I mean, we're going to have a world-class facility, uh, which is something Florida's been needing for a while to get that recruiting edge. And, and um, you know, I was saying how Coach Napier's already got the respect of the team and everybody's buying in and, and um, they're doing everything they can to restore that winning tradition. So, what yeah, do you I think about? To, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you good. Go I, ahead. I talked to a couple of the old baseball players when they when the new baseball stadium came up. Um, any jealousy? Walk, come back on campus and, and seeing all these like toys and, and things that these guys are going to have, and you're like, hey, that would have been nice when I was here. One hundred percent, man. I was there in the Stone Ages. We didn't even have an indoor facility. <laughs> um, my first two years, we used to have to. Uh, they wheel out this old uh, cart of shoes, some Air Monarchs and whatever else they had, and we throw Ooh, them on. The, on the, the, air, the, air, the Air Dad lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd go in the O'Connell Center and do walkthroughs, and that was our practice. Mm. And we'd get rained out several times a week during camp, and mm -hmm. uh, we were always up in there. So, um, yeah, man, just seeing, you know, going from not even having an indoor facility to seeing uh, cryotherapies and all this crazy stuff they're going to have in their locker room, it's, it's unbelievable. I remember introducing Antonio Morrison to uh, a booster that I knew um, at the Senior Bowl. And I was like, hey, this booster wants to meet you. Um, can, I, can I introduce you guys? He goes, he's a booster? I go, yeah. He, Antonio Morrison, this probably makes sense if you know him, walks over and goes, hey, man, we need more money. We don't even have hot water in the facility. I like it. Yeah. He was like, we don't even have hot water in the facility. I'm like, I'm like Antonio, that's not even <laughs> to say hello. You were just like, yo, you're a booster? You have money? We need it. I was like, okay. All right, Antonio. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was that was that was that was in my Antonio Morrison Senior Bowl story. That's great. That's great. Um, what do they have anything for um, former players coming back? Like, um, they're like the baseball stadium has like a former player locker room area. Like, if guys come back to you know hit before spring training or something like that, um, they've got a place to go. Is there anything for you guys there? They do. Yeah, they got a whole former player locker room for us, um, oh, cool. which is which is unbelievable. So they're doing really everything they can to kind of, you know, bring the alumni back together because they, they really see the value in, um, you know, what that gives back to the university as a whole, uh, not just to the football team. Um, it's a cultural thing. And so, you know, with them doing that, they're going to have so many guys, especially NFL guys that want to come back and train in the offseason. They got all the amenities. And also they got the, you know, the guys that don't really play anymore that can just come in town and get a lift, which will bring guys around too. So. It's just really special what they're doing there. Real quick, Johnny, uh, 
Our special teams coach is more of an off-the-field role, and it's called Game Changer. He's not an on-the-field role. Uh, I believe his name is what? Chris Couch? If I'm not mistaken. Mm, that sounds right. I'll take a look. Like Chris Couch. I think it's Chris Couch. Um, what do you think about that? Special teams, um, off-the-field type role. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, Chris Couch. I think it's an interesting twist for sure. You know, traditionally we're used to having him, you know, down there with us and, and um, but it seems like it's more of a hands-off like schematic approach, um, more of an observer. Um, I haven't been up there to see any of the spring practices or see how any of that stuff is running, but um, I'm excited to get up there for the spring game and just check out the special teams and, and see how they're operating. Uh, Cause it seems it's like an accurate cool. title. <laughs> you said what? Sorry. I said it's an accurate title. You guys are game changers, and I'm just glad that there's a coach that recognizes it now. It took a decade of campaigning, Johnny, but we're being recognized. We finally included himself in the community. <laughs> <See that? laughs> hey, hey, listen, the, the train conductor is part of the community, isn't he? How, like, Dan, real quick, how far you think Nick can punt the ball? Um, I think if he has – if Nick punted the ball five times, I think that he could punt it a combined 50 yards. I'm getting, I'm getting so, private like, training I think lessons. I think I'm there's going to be like one that you might get like 50. And I, ha- and I, have some, I have some time to get ready for the for the punts. So I'm going to have Johnny uh, or Tommy give me – or Jeremy give me some pointers. Um, I will put on a performance. I think the uh, the lack of flexibility in my hip flexors might yeah, cause I feel like that'd be a pretty big, uh, some lack big of distance of punting, to begin yeah. with. Uh, the hamstrings are also kind of tight, so right. we're not starting from a great yeah. place, but I think there's improvements to be had. How did you insert yourself in the community? Off. I want to know how he inserted himself in the punter community, like just for being a fan. Johnny, am I part of the punting community? Perfect time for you to cut out. <laughs> That's a, a terrible perfect time. time. It's a, a perfect time, time for internet. your – Did it cut <laughs> out? Oh, yeah, it sure cut did. out. It was good. I know you yeah. about to lie, Johnny, so I'm glad it cut out. Yeah, even the camera knew I was telling a lie. <laughs> Johnny, no. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, what, what do you I'm think about you our are the punting community, man? Oh, you are man. the punting community. Ah, uh, yes. We, I would have never mentioned at all if it weren't for you. Let's go. Well, well you're part you, of the Twitter community. You, you were, you were the offensive MVP in 2015, so I think that you were going to be mentioned a lot. What was it, 86 times you were mentioned in, in a season? Yeah. Most punting mm-hmm. yards ever. <laughs> that's not, not even the thing we'll celebrate, Johnny. It's like actually was depressing for us as fans. <laughs> it's not a good celebrating it. I'm celebrating. We think about a gif, so. What do you think about punter room right now? Um, are you are you, are you uh, uh, familiar with those guys at all? I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and Tommy spent last offseason training in Gainesville. Um, so you know we got the chance to work with all those guys up close, one on one. Jeremy himself, dude, he's got a lot of talent, man. He's got a, he's got a big leg, and he's working on some of the technical aspects. And, um, you know, all those Aussie guys, when they transition, it's a slightly different game. Um, the game speed is different, trying to get used to, you know, that atmosphere. It's just something they're not really used to. But the talent's there for sure with, with him. And, um, you know, the long snappers, I got my little cousin there. He's competing for a job, and uh, he's doing great. I saw he got a couple catches at tight end in practice one day. And, New position. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what he's up have, Does he have uh, tummy speed? So he's he's interesting. He's a big guy. He's an all-state tight end and also the number one long snapper in the country. So he came in kind of wanting to do a little bit of both. Uh, so I mm-hmm. think they're starting to let him. 
have a, a bloodline of special teamers, man. Game changers. Game changers. Uh, Johnny, I want to ask you, you had the experience of um, being on the same roster as your brother this uh, this past uh, NFL season. Uh, what was that experience like? That's probably the, one of the coolest things anyone can ever experience. I've officially played at every level of the game with my brother uh, from nice, man. football, man, in, in middle school to, uh, you know, playing pop Warner tackle ball to playing high school together. Then, you know, we were at Florida together for two years and, and then we got to play on the same NFL team together. It's just, uh, it really is crazy. Um, last year I spent more time with him on the same roster, but this year it was just kind of a funny situation. I was a free agent. Tommy went down with COVID. They mm-hmm. said, Hey man, we need to come punt for Tommy. So the majority of the fan base that thought Tommy cut his hair and everybody was panicking all over Twitter and all this stuff because <laughs> I came in like the day before the game and so there was really nothing announced from a media standpoint. So everyone was like, what is this? What's going on? So, yeah, man, it was real cool, man. You can't really make that make that stuff up. So we did the jersey swap do? and all that. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you do um, just to stay ready? Like when, when you're a free agent, like you can get a call, especially with COVID the past two seasons. Um what are you doing just to stay ready? And, you know, Tennessee calls you and it's like, hey, uh, we need you to be here Tuesday for a physical and you might have to kick on Saturday or Sunday. Oh, that example is not even doing it justice on how much notice Tennessee gave me. I was uh, sitting in my apartment in Baltimore. My agent calls me, says, hey, what are you doing in about an hour? I said, uh, nothing, just hanging out, about to get dinner. Just pack a duffel bag, you're going to Tennessee, you're playing for the Titans this week. I was like, what? So I left everything behind, packed a quick duffel bag, jumped on, uh, jumped on a Uber to the airport, and, and head to Tennessee. So you just always got to be ready, especially with all this COVID stuff, man. It's it's made free agency such a big part of the game compared to what it used to be. Um, there's a lot more shuffling around, a lot more moving parts. Um, so it just really is crazy. It's hectic. Yeah, I played for four different teams this past year, and mm-hmm. um, it's been nuts. So. Uh, any uh, any idea of what uh, this upcoming season looks like for you yet, or still waiting yeah, to see approach? Still working through it. So I'm going through free agency now, um, and I'm trying to figure out what the best fit for me is going to be. Um, you know, when you're a punter, they only have one guy on every roster, and sometimes can be a big patience thing. Um, and a lot of waiting around, so you know, kind of that spot opens up to where you can just play. Um, you know, one of my buddies, uh, <laughs> he worked at Best Buy for about four years. And then he finally got his shot and became the highest paid long snapper in the NFL. Um, so it's just, it's such a crazy business, especially for specialists, because uh, there's no backups. Um, there's really no opportunities. Uh, so you're either a guy that's kind of in one place for 15 years, or you're a journeyman, kind of like myself, who's just kind of, you know, bounced around and played at different teams and, and filled different holes. So, um, and, yeah. And just the, the pressure of that, too. It's like, listen, you might be a guy on a team for 12 years, but you have, uh, two bad games and it's, Hey, we'll find somebody else. You know, you a kicker misses a, a two or three field goals and an extra points. Like, Hey, you're a free agent on Monday. Exactly. Yeah. There's not much leeway. Um, it's such a competitive business and, and, you know, a lot of the reputation of the coaches rides on the players and how they perform. Mm. So um, they're going to look out for themselves and make a move as soon as they can to, you know, you know, keep things right. Of the, of the jerseys you've collected, which one is your favorite now? <laughs> Honestly, one of the favorite ones I have is from Marcel Harris. No knock to the one that I got from Tommy, but Marcel- <laughs> no, no, definitely not my brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not his. But uh, yeah, me and Marcel were roommates at Florida, uh, both Orlando guys. So we competed against each other. He went to Dr. Phillips, I went to Boone. Uh, so he was our crosstown rival. 
Uh, so I played against against him in high school, and then we got to Florida, and we were roommates together. And and then you know getting that first jersey from him when I was a rookie in the NFL was just something I won't forget. So that was a cool swap for sure. Muschamp wasn't the greatest coach of all time, but he definitely wasn't the greatest of like room matchup. Like that didn't even make sense. <laughs> Why are you room? All right, but, but, but. I just want to say listen, that real quick, Johnny. Listen, no, no, no. If we're gonna talk about rooming situations, the house that you guys had with Will Greer and Austin Harden, that was a that was be popping. I got some questions. We don't need to get into that one. That was a house. No, I got some questions. Well, I Will, Will did, stories about that place on here. Will Will did the uh, bar stool walkthrough. That that Florida was not happy he did uh, mm. of that house. Yeah, they had they had a whole bar stool crew come in there and film our house and do all that. It's probably better you weren't in that video, Tommy. It's probably how you got Tommy. caught, huh? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got some stories about that place. We had we had such a good time together in that house, man. It was it was fun. Yeah, at one point Tommy moved in there when. Uh, when Austin Harden moved out and Will moved out, Tommy moved in, and um, yeah, we had a good time. Wasn't Clay there for a while? Your your older brother? Yeah, he was. Um, he was trying to become a doctor, living with you hooligans. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he he was. That was worse than a frat house. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he actually just officially became a doctor. So uh, congrats to him. He's nice, now just starting. Big congrats to Doctor Townsend. Yeah. He's doing orthopedic surgery, so he'll be giving us all Ooh. hip replacements. I might need one after I punt. Yeah, I'll get you a discount. You need it before <laughs> you punt. <laughs> I might need that too. I might need it both times. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Johnny, thanks so much for, for coming on the show uh, today. It's a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, remind everybody where they can uh, where they can follow you uh, and follow the foundation and, and just learn everything about the awesome work that you're doing. For sure. Yeah, we got some awesome projects coming up. Um, yeah, I'm working hand, hand in hand with Shan. So we got a $50,000 renovation to their outdoor healing garden, which is going to be mm. a great space. Um, it's uh, the pediatric infusion clinic there where the patients can go outside and receive infusions and, and catch some Florida sun and kind of break up the monotony of their day. But um, you can help support all that this Thursday, spring game tailgate. Uh, yeah, we're going to be there 3.30 to 7.30. All the info to register is in my social medias at Johnny Townsend Foundation on Facebook and Instagram. Um, all the links are there. Awesome, dude. Well, we'll be on the lookout. Uh, I don't think – well, Nick will be there. Uh, Corey and I won't be able to make it up this uh, this Thursday, but I'll definitely be on the lookout for that silent auction uh, stuff and, and put in a bid or two. So um, absolutely appreciate your time, Johnny, and we'll, uh, we'll chat with you soon, my friend. Best of luck in the NFL this season. For sure. Thanks, I'll make guys. Sure to, I'll make sure to get there Thursday, Johnny, and uh, bring a donation with me. I think it's really admirable and really cool uh, what you've been doing since you yeah. left Florida um, for Shans and, and, and for everything your foundation is doing. So happy to help, and uh, I'll see you Thursday. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's been really cool just with hosting all the former players this event. Uh, there's some guys that have come out of the woodworks that I just never would have expected to talk to. Um, you know, guys like I was talking to Chris Rainey the other day. I grew up, like, watching him on TV. I like this, bro. You know what I mean? Like idolizing a guy like that. And he's hitting me up saying, hey, man, I'm registering to come support. Going to see all the former guys. And it's pretty cool. So it's really, it's really his great. Ma- his major right coming. He texted me today. So he was going to be up in town, up to, up in town Thursday. Yeah. Major right will be there. He's going to bring up some of his books and do book signing. Uh, James Bates will be there. He's going to feature some of his artwork. Um, mm-hmm. We got all the former guys involved, man. It's going to be a really cool event. Excited. Right. Excited to hear about that, man. Um, keep doing your thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, keep doing your thing, man. It's dope. Yeah, I wish y'all could make it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Next year. I, yeah, I would have made it, man. Billy ain't changed it, changed the uh, the spring game day. I was there. I had a tailgate and all myself, Johnny. Yeah, going yeah, down. Yeah, everybody was bummed about switching that from Saturday to Thursday. So, yeah, we was about to hang out, Steve Miguel. We we're gonna be at the same corner, same time, and then Billy changed the date, bro. <laughs> oh man, next time felt like I didn't feel like going up on an ACC primetime slot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Brother, salt. A lot of salt from the guys that don't live in town, Johnny. A lot of salt. Yeah. But uh, all right, Johnny, we appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, boys. Talk soon. Thanks, brother. Johnny Townsend. Speaking of salt, we'll get into the uh, the football game here in a second. Um, And the uh, the spring game just as a whole. Do want to give a quick – uh, shout out to our friends over at Game Time Sidekicks. Visit them, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off your order. I was at the pool all day uh, Sunday. Took my Game Time Sidekicks cup up there. Kept the ice cool and cold and still intact. So check them out, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Promo code STADIUM. Uh, before we get into football, boys, I do want to – announce a couple of things on the basketball front. Uh, Colin Castleton announced today on Monday uh, that he is going to be back uh, in a statement that he put on social media said the past couple of weeks have helped me reflect on the season as well as give me some time to decide what's next for my future. Thank you to my family and everyone who's helped me make the decision. Everyone's process is different and I'm adding another chapter to mine. Gator nation. I'm back. So uh, one of the first big things of the uh, Todd Golden era was publicly and privately uh, bringing, trying to bring back Colin Castleton for his sixth year. Um, you know, probably one of the, ba- the, the best Gators uh, players right now that, that's on that, that pretty depleted uh, basketball roster, but, but getting him back is certainly good. Uh, obviously a, a guy with potential NBA draft prospects uh, in his future could probably use a, another year under his belt, hopefully an injury free one. So uh, definitely a guy that, that Florida needs for next season as they try to rebuild that roster and ultimately put themselves in a position to compete in the sec. So a big win for Todd golden and his new staff on the opposite side. Uh, the Gators also landed a transfer uh, will Richard, from Belmont, who averaged uh, 12.1 points, six rebounds, and 1.8 assists per game uh, as a freshman, uh, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the first Gators transfer under the Todd Golden era as well. So a guy that was highly ranked in the transfer rating uh, prospect pool. I think he was in the top 25 in most of those rankings. So a great guy uh, for Todd Golden to nab and certainly a number of other players uh, that are out there and will be visiting campus. Uh, Will Richard was also looking at Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Wake Forest, Virginia, Tennessee, Clemson, Ohio State, and West Virginia. So a big name for Todd Golden for Florida Gators basketball. Looks like a good get on paper. The fans seem a little mm-hmm. bit excited about it. I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm not the, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be uh, fairly new getting into <laughs> into into my base my basketball uh, who's who. I gotta get back into that bag because I've been out of it a little bit. Yeah, definitely seemed if you follow the uh, the the bigger writers, uh, they seemed like very high on him. Obviously, I didn't follow a ton of Belmont basketball this year. Didn't follow a ton of Florida Gators basketball either. Um, but definitely a guy that I know people are excited about. Uh, seems like a scorer. Seems like a guy. I think he's six foot five. 
um, you know, long, you know, 195 pound guard. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he can come in and, and be able to contribute. Obviously the Gators are replacing um, most of their starting lineup, including some of the folks that came off the bench uh, this season. So I know that they're looking at a couple other big names uh, that are out there in the portal as well, but definitely seems on paper, a, uh, a guy that you want to get. So big first win. Uh, and I think getting Castleton back is is a, mm-hmm. is a big win for Golden. He did a press conference, and, and listen, you never want to say, um, you know, I I think the kid can be a first round draft pick, but I don't want him to be. He's I, he's going to help me, you know, win the fan base over next year. But mm-hmm. he basically was like, I am recruiting Colin Castleton to come back. He has another year, and we'd love to have him. Um, so getting uh, getting Colin back from a leadership standpoint, I mean. I don't think anyone at Michigan was worried like when he left because um, he was averaging under eight minutes a game, but he has been really the centerpiece uh, for the Gators the last two seasons. And I think getting him back um, is a great start uh, for Todd Golden and, and the Gator basketball program as well. Yeah, a lot of rumors out there as well. Uh, the Gators this past weekend also hosted Alex Fudge, who was originally a guy that, that Florida was, was certainly recruiting hard. Uh, originally from Jacksonville, uh, went to LSU. He visited campus this weekend. There's a lot of conflicting reports of whether he will or won't commit and how soon that might happen, but certainly that's a name to be on the lookout for. Uh, played 29 games, uh, averaged 13, almost 14 minutes a game, um, and averaged, let's see, just trying to look, averaged just a, a hair over three points a game, uh, averaged a couple of rebounds a game too, but uh, a forward six foot eight, 185 pounds, Highly ranked kid coming out of high school, but he was on, on campus this past weekend as well. So expect to see a lot more names in the basketball transfer uh, portal uh, showing up to Gainesville in the next few weeks. But, you know, certainly Alex Fudge is a name to look out for as well. Any other basketball takes? No, 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 man. Not right yet. Not yet, bro. No. Yeah, got some time. Got some time. Uh, well, let's get into football. Um, you know, Nick, obviously, big spring game on Thursday. Uh, another week of practice under our belt. So let's talk about the week of practice, and then let's talk a little bit about the spring game. What we're looking forward uh, to watching and seeing on the field on uh, on Thursday night. Well, I mean, just to start off, it's the first spring game um, since 2019. Obviously, 2020, the entire spring was canceled. Um, Last and 2019 year, was the season where they were throwing the ball to like uh, – uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a lot of effort and a lot of care into showing the fans what the product was going to be by um, – Making sure, I'm sure Chris Doring caught a touchdown again. Yeah, I'm sure that that's a really cool moment for Chris Doring. Um, it's a really cool moment for the people that were probably in college at that time. Um, Billy Napier is treating this game. And now listen, he's going to make me eat my words and like Chris Rainey's going to catch a touchdown pass out of nowhere on Thursday night. Um, but I like that what they're doing. The The team is going to be split up into two. Um, I think that that was done today. We'll see how that works Tuesday at practice. Um, that was done today. Um, and they will practice separately. They will get dressed in separate locker rooms. You're going to get a team, one team versus another team. Um, I think numbers are probably running a little low because um, they've been physical in spring. They've been tackling. Um, you got some guys that are dinged up, some guys that are injured. Um, and, and certainly sometimes, you know, there was one spring where Muschamp, the team he inherited, they had like six offensive linemen total that were healthy for the spring game. And you can't, you know, run an actual spring game that way. But 
I really enjoy, especially for a first year head coach. Um, you've the fan base still loves you. Um, and hey, let's go out there and give them what they want. They want to see what our offense is going to look like, what our defense is going to look like. Uh, let's go and do that to the best of our ability. So you're going to get an actual true spring game, which I think is is something to look forward to. Um, and and there's certainly going to be limitations. You know, you've got a bunch of guys that are hurt. Uh, you've got a couple. Last we saw, there was a, a bunch of running backs in non-contact jerseys. So uh, we'll see who's available and in, in full go on Thursday. But uh, at least the intention is to have a, a true scrimmage game and not just, you know, uh, a, a jamboree. And the rules of it are 15-minute running clock, right? Except Until for the last four minutes. minutes. Okay. And, and it's also a, it's also a spring game. You know, right. it's like, hey, if something if I don't like something, you can you're the coach, you can that. stop it. Stop it and redo it. Um, you know, you can change situations. You know, there was one situation, I think, with Muschamp, uh, it might have been Muschamp, uh, where they have like different periods because they they were like, All right, we're gonna do red zone drills here, we're gonna mm -hmm. do third down situations, and that's what they really do when they scrimmage. And and a lot of what happens and what gets lost is that the spring game is just the third scrimmage um of spring camp. So uh, in the first scrimmage, you know, you've only had seven days of install and practice. So you're not going to be able to do everything you can do by the third mm -hmm. scrimmage. So the hope is that you have enough installed, enough people healthy to run an actual full game. Um, we'll see. And uh, it'll be interesting to see Tuesday. So Tuesday, they'll have a practice. Um, because they changed the game, I've been wondering, all right, well, you're going to lose a practice because they were going to practice Tuesday, Thursday, and then the spring game Saturday. Well, if you're moving the the Saturday practice to Thursday, um, how are you gonna, how are you going to fit that in, or you're just going to scrap a practice? So they'll do like a walkthrough kind of thing on Wednesday, so they'll get their they'll uh, the full 15 practices in uh, for the spring. So I think Tuesday, I think Tuesday, unless I'm mistaken, I haven't looked at my email yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Tuesday we will have like our 15 minutes of open portions, um, and then also Billy Napier. Shout out to him. I mean, it's only eight minutes, but um, he asked. Saturday, if, if they do some individual drill stuff, he's like, would you guys come to a scrimmage if, if it was even like the only the individual stuff? And then still you can see, all right, well, who's not scrimmaging? Stuff like mm -hmm. that. So um, shout out to him. He's been he's been very good to the media early on. Um, we'll see if uh, how long that stays. But he seems very media savvy. And that's something, Silk, I think even you mentioned, it was just like after he was hired, he was like every other day or every – every two days, every day announcing another hire. It was like constantly staying in the, in the media. And then they have like the bad news of like dropping Nick Evers next day. Hey, by the way, we hired Corey Raymond. It was like, he's right. always like cognizant of what the perception is of him and the program. And it seems like they always have something ready to either change the narrative or, or take it in a new direction. Yeah, I dropped off for a little minute, but uh, do, 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 do we know how the team's been split up for the uh, spring game? I don't know. Um, I, that's something I'll, I'll find out either later tonight or, or Tuesday. I don't know if they've, they've even done it in the past. They've done drafts where they have, you know, team captains and the teams, team captains will get to do a draft. And, and I remember um, seeing videos and stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I would like to see ones versus the twos, twos versus the ones. Um, mm, and, right. and then I would like to see, I also, if we're going to get into like what we really want to see, I want to see Jack Miller, and Anthony Richardson both have time to go with the second team against the first team. Are you 
capable of elevating the guys that, and I'm not calling them bad football players, but are you capable of elevating the guys who are right now deemed second string behind other guys? Can you elevate them and go score against the first team offense? That's something Anthony Richardson did last Saturday in the swamp and Jack Miller wasn't able to do. And I'd like to see that. How do you perform uh, with the backups versus the first team defense? I'd like to see some Mm -hmm. stuff like that too. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how the team split up and also the coaching staff, like how that works out, play calling wise, and a lot of different mm-hmm. things like on the field. Um, just being able to execute that, but yeah, I would like to see ones versus twos. Um, the running back position is going to be a very, I think, entertaining. That's going to be the most fun thing to watch this this, this Thursday. I just hand a lot of uh, Lorenzo Linger. Uh, that name just keep popping up as for his big plays. I'm excited to see him play Saturday. Um, Want to know how how live the quarterback's going to actually be? Because that matters a lot, especially mm-hmm. for AR. I mean, they're going to be. I'm pretty sure not. They're not taking him down to the ground. But uh, being that you can't take him t- down to the ground, once we type of play calling they do around that. But just competitive game, man. That's what I'm looking forward to. The practice is winding down. Uh, I was messing with Dewan Black on the timeline today. Uh, all the caps. It's caption season. Everybody like to say um, what they doing, how they going to do it. Uh, especially in spring, but uh, it's it's time to show up to see what's what. So interested in seeing the linebackers, mm-hmm. seeing how that depth chart play out. We don't need to see a whole lot of Ventra Miller. Uh, we know what he brings to the table. Uh, coming off of injury, he's also been taking some classes this spring. So I don't mind if we don't see a lot of Ventra. Uh, give those other those those other guys opportunities. Wingo, mm-hmm. Scoops, um, everybody else in that room. Um, Bernie. Everybody don't want to hear that name, but he's in the room. And they say Bernie's developing and getting a little better. So we get to see it ourselves this week. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's about seeing it, right? I mean, for the last 13 or so practices, 12 or so practices, we've got some reports. We've got some insider heat that's out there about who's doing well, who's not doing well. Uh, you know, a, a lot of videos have hit the timeline that people were, were criticizing and laughing at of, of walk-ons playing wide receiver and all that kind of fun stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what this team does look like. Right. I mean, we, we've only been able to see snippets of it. Uh, I haven't even, I mean, Nick, Nick seen, you know, snippets of practice. Right. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, some of these positions that we're concerned about, right. And how they are able to perform. Right. So, you know, on the good side of it, right. You know, we've talked about the offensive line and, you know, hopefully seeing some, some big improvement there. You brought in two big bodies. You have another year under the belt for some of these guys. You have two coaches that are assigned specifically to coach those guys. So see how they perform. Are they able to, to get that push? and get to the second level, something that we haven't seen in quite some time. You know, are the linebackers, you know, are they continuing to improve? Are the safeties, are they continuing to improve? You know, there's a lot of, you know, raw talent and we see some flashes. Are they able to to consistently put it together? But where are we missing? Is it, you know, is wide receiver really as, you know, shoddy as we say that it is or or whether we think or we've heard that it is right um what about defensive line right you know there's been a lot of talk about you know what's happening at defensive tackle right so how did those guys look you know you just got you know Lamar Goods who transferred out so um you know what does that look like um so I'm I'm excited to see what this team you know is starting to look like with you know again only 12 13 practices you know right now 15 practices you know under their belt by the time that the game's played but you know where can we see some opportunities of improvement and then you know are there going to be those glaring holes that Billy Napier talks about going out and getting those consistent guys you know in the transfer portal so really kind of curious to see all of the rumors and murmurs of 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 this uh you know cycle practice cycle season you know what's what actually is executed on uh, on thursday night 
Yeah, and, and it's and I try I try to like we have to do these like observations and practice reports and stuff like that. And I always say, listen, we I'm watching 15 minutes. It's routes on air, um, and I might see 10 passes from each quarterback, 12 passes from each quarterback, 20 if if we're lucky um, of potentially 150 passes in a practice. Um, but from what we've seen, I think they've. They, I when I say they, I'm talking really only about Jack Miller and um, and Anthony Richardson. I, I still think there's some accuracy issues um, more with Anthony. And, and granted, he wasn't hadn't thrown a football really since uh, you know up until spring since the FSU game um, and, and that week of practice. So there's some some rust to knock off. Um, how much I want I don't know how much we'll see of it, but I, I'm starting to think this team might be 60 percent run. I mean, you've got the stable mm-hmm. of backs to do it. Um, Billy Napier's offenses in the past have have been very run heavy, um, and you've got a bunch. You got a lot of weight on that offense. Sixty is just too much, I think. I I I I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this team is sixty forty run to pass. I think the best year. player on your team is still AR, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're gonna ask him to run a lot. Dude, on the you. offensive side, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of those pass attempts may turn into run attempts, right? Sure. But I think some of those are gonna are gonna have to be you have to drop him back and let him uh, uh, create and, and let those all those, those receivers. I, 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 I'm thinking 55, uh, and that's a lot in today's football. Like we, it's, it's a pass heavy, so like 60-40 is to the extreme. I think in today's football game, uh, 50, I, I agree. 50 is, is to me is run heavy because it's such such, such a passing era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 50-50s just seemed like such a run-heavy uh, offense. So I'm leaning towards a, a 50-50 type thing, and I think that's a lot of running uh, in today's I, football. I would say that if you're at 60, there's something really going on in passing, right? You're having a lot of issues um, because you're trying to overcompensate for for something, right? Because that is a a huge difference, right? That's a, that's a 20% difference. Um, you know, that's – you know, 16, 17 plays a game, right? And the, you know, if the average offense is running, you know, about 80 plays a game, right? So that would be a huge discrepancy, huge difference, um, you know, and, and that's not something that you want, right? You want to be able to to throw, you want to be able to move the, the ball in, in chunk yardage, right? And even if you have great running backs, right, you know, you can't average anywhere close to what your average pass attempt is going to be or your average pass completion is. So you need to be able to move the ball and move the ball well through the air, you know, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, on Thursday night, you know, how Anthony Richardson's throwing the ball, right? Is he able to to work on his accuracy a little bit better? Obviously he had some, some big hits, you know, big, um, you know, long, you know, hits last, uh, last season, um, you know, 40, 50, 60 yard pass plays, but, you know, is he able to get that, that eight yard out route? Is he able to get that, that seam route for, for 13, 14 yards for a, for a first down. So you want to see some of those finesse plays start to come mm-hmm. in a little bit more. And then, you know, he's a guy that got injured a couple times last season, you know, is Jack Miller, a capable backup, right? How's he throwing the ball? How's he move around, you know, in this offense? So I'm definitely interested to see, you know, what Jack Miller looks like as well. I think from a, like a confidence standpoint, uh, AR is going to be a totally different person from that standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think Dan Mullen backed him last year. Um, it, it appeared that Dan Mullen wanted AR to wait a little bit. I didn't know if it was the maturity from a maturity standpoint, what it was, but uh, just got the just got the 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 inclination that he wasn't really feeling AR. Um, 
as for especially as far as like taking the team as a start. He just thought he wasn't ready. Uh, having a quarterback a coach to back you in and to feel confident in you and it pretty much it's not a quarterback battle right now. Mm-hmm. He's going into this like this is my team. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see his approach because he's a man. He don't have to share it with, with with Emory. He don't have to fake like situations. He could go in and be the man to lead this team. Uh, this team is lacking leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that standpoint, so it's a lot of opportunity there for uh, AR. Uh, you calling Cap at, on that friendship? No, I think they're friends, but I don't think they were happy to be sharing. Uh, I think AR wanted to be the starter last year. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I think a lot sure. of that was, of, uh, of course, being a good teammate. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's some somewhat of a responsibility, but that's going to wear thin at some point. And I thought it would this season, but Emory's gone, so it don't matter. But no, I didn't. I didn't think he was uh, enjoying sharing that quarterback time. Uh, most competitors aren't. We be friends. Not like yeah. you, but when the whistle get blown, I got greatness to go chase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the energy I get from AR. I'm excited, man. I think AR, if he's healthy, he's gonna be something special, man. Uh, I hope yeah, not people... too special because we may need him two years. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. To, I need you to be special, kid. But like, yeah. special enough to 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 have us looking good with this year, and then yeah. back again to chase chase some real greatness. You know what I'm saying? Need you need you to be special, but hungry to do better in 2023. Right? Yeah, be like a fringe first, second round draft pick this year, but want to come back to get that number one spot. I get it. It's gonna be hard. It's a crazy quarterback class. So yeah. It's gonna be hard to be uh, fringe first, like. I don't know. He may have to come back, but that's another story. We'll we'll let it play out. He may have some Cam Newton type year and be out of here. Who knows? It um, it's interesting because I've been called a clickbaiter for mm. writing a story about Jack Miller. <laughs> for writing a story about Jack Miller that just said his his friends on his team, his teammates, and his coaches like him, and that he didn't come here in his mind to sit behind Anthony Richardson. Right, and they're like, I, the only, you say the only a, way that would be clickbait goes, is if you care who the friends were. Like, because I don't like, okay, some, some guys on the team say, he, yeah, he's some guys like, hey, he was a good addition to the team, and he's going to push Anthony Richardson to be better. But if I want to like, know who said say, it, then it's clickbait. Like, who said that lie? So that people are like, <laughs> didn't you say there's a massive gap between Anthony Richardson and everyone else? I'm like, yeah, that's right. not what this story said, bro. The story said his teammates like him, and mm. his coach is glad that he's here. That it was a good scout on them because he's been where they thought he was. And guess what? If he wasn't here, you'd that have That is bait now that I think about it. Because like him as a person and like him as a quarterback, two totally different things, Nick. They like him mm. as they like him both. The, the quotes are in there. Okay. I'll go I, didn't, read. I didn't click on it. It's behind a paywall. I've got a great website to get around that. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm subscribed to your website, Nick. Um what what do you what do you want to see? What are what are two or three things that you really want to see on on Thursday? Right. I mean, we don't know how the team's going to be split up, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't know if they're going to do a draft, they're going to do a coach's draft, player draft, right? We don't know if you're going to split them into ones or twos. We don't really know, do we, Nick? Right? Not yet. No. Okay. So we don't know yet. So what are some things you know if you can imagine that this team is going to probably be in some sort of draft? You know, capacity where they're not putting ones versus twos. Um, they don't what need do a draft? Like they need to strategically split this team up. Yeah, and when I mean a draft, I mean where it's you know, I, I mean maybe maybe I do mean a draft, right? But but at the end of the day, like I guess what I'm saying is like if they don't split it up where you have your ones going against your twos or your ones versus your ones, what do you most want to see on Thursday? 
Jeremy Crawshaw fake punt taking 50 of the house. Oh my god, this guy we're trying to podcast every name. <laughs> um I, like I said, I want my main thing that I'd really like to see is both Miller and Richardson playing with the twos. Like I that to me, that's a big thing. If mm-hmm. you can if you can elevate the people around you to score against Florida's number one defense, um, I, I think that's impressive. Whether it's whether it's Del Rio or 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 Kitna or Richardson or Miller, I think it's impressive if you can elevate the second team to score against the first team. I would love to see Are that. We- are we even sure that's what they're going to do? I mean, we're not sure that that's what they're going to do, but do you so think the, so? The so the two scrimmages so far have been split up: first team versus second team, first team offense versus second team defense, second team. I like that. Um, that's that's how they've done the first two scrimmages. Um, yeah, then they so swap quarterbacks like 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 Nick, and, and then they and then they have swapped quarterbacks. So the quarterback, so they have you know, let, let's say the uh, first team offense is wearing orange, the first team defense is wearing. I want to see first team or first team. Or white. I want to see. Yeah. You want to see good on good? Yeah, bro. I want to see some blood. I want to see some real action, man. I want to see some violence. So so do I. I mean, I I think that I want to see your first team quarterback with your first team. Yeah, I don't want to see him throwing against, like, my second team secondary because I don't think AR is going to face a second team secondary like he's about to face. Or first team, like (laughs) a a starting secondary. He's never going to face like our second team, right? So what right. are we what what are we really getting um, from a fan perspective? So we we really don't know. So we're guessing right now. But I right. hope it's one on ones. Uh, I would like to know if we're gonna run twelve personnel, and if so, how they gonna do? Bro, who? Zip? How? How? Yeah, that's what I asked. How they gonna duplicate yeah. zip? The tight end room is so like what what was the? It's like uh, yeah, on two teams. It's like the Rudolph movie. It's like it's called like the Island of Misfit Toys. Like the mm. Florida secondary is the Island of Broken Toys. Well, you mean you second got, room? You've got a broken people just scapula. pulled off the side of the here, Yeah, yeah. You got a broken scapula. You've got um uh another guy out there in a sling. You've got two defensive linemen. Yeah. Um Griffin McDowell is a great tight end in like a goal line package. He will move whoever is in front of him, he will move that guy backwards. Um, you're not gonna ask him to run a skinny post up the seam. That's just not gonna go well. At this point, he's not. He's a, he's an offensive lineman turned defensive lineman. Now being asked to play tight end because because they're in a pinch. Like Johnny said, his his uh, cousin who's on scholarship as a long snapper is now is playing Underwood? tight end. Underwood, yeah, yeah. Rocco. Um, so yeah, that's like the island of of of, <laughs> of broken toys right now. Um, there will be a ton of twelve personnel in the fall when you have guys back that are healthy. I don't know how much you can you can run twelve personnel when your tight end room is four guys and two of them are defensive linemen. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. Shout I to, know. Shout out to the twelve personnel, man. I, I know that that, that Florida is going to be looking at um, a transfer at tight end. Sorry, I just want to make sure that I get his name right. Cup, Baylor Cup. Um, I know is a, a guy that Florida's going to be looking at, a uh, portal guy. Um, obviously, would need to sit out a year um, as well. Um, but that's a guy that I know that Florida is going to be looking after. Um, as Why would he need to sit out? Because he's from Texas A&M. You don't have to sit out. You can go to SEC to SEC. 
Oh. At a certain date, you can't, right? Yeah, I thought it was oh, if you did it after February yeah. 1st. Yeah. Okay, that might be true. You can apply for a waiver. Yeah, and I mean, maybe he gets like, How can one, the NCAA right? saying no, or the SEC saying no to this stuff now? Like, like these guys can. We're talking about Mims, right? No, we're talking, no, <laughs> we're talking about Baylor Cup, the uh, the tight end. Oh, we can talk Mims and 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 that here in a second. But I know the Gators are going to be looking to really beef up that tight end room because I I'll be honest with you, Nick. Even when they get healthy, I still don't think that it's a uh, a average room. Right, I still think well, it's probably below average well, of where you want to be in this offense. And, and you don't want to. You, you're. I got. I've gotten. Uh, I've gotten hot takes for my or uh, yelled at for my hot takes about receiver and tight end rooms. Um, the fact that Florida signed. Yeah, you be wilding on your. You be wilding on your wide receiver uh, I, takes a I little mean, bit. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, we will. Rubber we'll meets see. the road in three days, Nicholas. You got it, you got it buddy. Not really, um, man. The, Especially uh, in the fall. The, the Florida signed three tight ends and they did not have plans of signing a tight end um, in the 2023 class. And now uh, Corey Bender has talked to multiple tight ends who have been told by Florida staff. Yes, we will be actively recruiting a tight end for this upcoming class. So that doesn't, to me, doesn't mean like, Oh, the guys are, the guys that are hurt, you know, Jonathan and, and, and Ephesus are, they're going to come back. They're going to be healthy in the fall. They're both young, plenty of eligibility left. And, I think the coach staff saw what they had. They're like, yep, we need more. We need more people in here and different people. Hmm. Yeah, I don't um, I don't think that the tight end room, even with the new individuals that you're, you're bringing in, is going to be one that uh, puts it or instills fear in, in a lot of teams' hearts, especially in an offense where, you know, tight ends are going to be required to do quite a bit. Um, I think that you've got a lot of tweeners that are there. I think that you have to go hit the room um, or the, uh, the the portal uh, to add some players to that room. I just don't think that it's adequate, right? I mean, I think when you look at position groups at the University of Florida, and that's probably your biggest area of weakness, right? And wide receiver room might be next on that list, right? but you've got a lot of issues there. You muted. Oh, sorry about that. It's amateur Nick mistake. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Now, tight end, we, we use a couple of them in our formation, so I think this is a big need, but it's not a sexy position at University of Florida right now. Mm -mm. Uh, the Texas A&M kid will be a, 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 something we should pursue and hopefully get, uh, mm -hmm. considering the way our tight end room look. I thought that Zip may be a guy that would probably exit uh, just just because he wouldn't like the style of play from tight end, but uh, I'm pretty sure he loved the love that he's getting right now because he's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like water in the drought, baby. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about the spring game. I mean, you know, again, I, I caution people about putting too much uh, credit or or put too much uh, putting too many people Panic. down in uh in this game just because it's it's not a real game and um no, no, it's trying real. a lot it's, of different things no it's real this ain't this ain't damn money i think it's gonna be um it's really it's really than what it was i you would mean, agree you mean you mean rydell's not gonna catch a pass this year no nah, we're not gonna send doran down the, uh, the sidelines and then enter the end zone to catch a, a random touchdown out the blue like and count it 
Fred Taylor's not getting a toss sweep to an empty side of the field and trotting into the end zone. I don't think Fred would have showed up anyway for that. I don't think that's I don't think that's how he would want to show up to the swamp to run a play. I think he just come in, mm-hmm. you know, want to keep his Jays clean. <laughs> I'm sure they give him new Jays. Hey, here are the Jays you got to dirty up on the field. Yeah, but just Fred, he's just not gonna want to just <laughs> have to shake nobody or nothing like that. <laughs> too much could go wrong. Too, too much could go wrong, man. I don't, I don't I just don't think he want to run a play out there. He just seems too cool for school, man. Um, but I think it's gonna be somewhat serious. I think guys gonna be competing and trying to show uh, these coaches and, and, and solidify spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm excited about. Guys really competing. They think they got an opportunity to to start. Uh, the last regime wasn't the same. It was more uh, field day vibes, not spring game uh, vibes. So it's not a field day. Guys coming competing and try to find spots for the fall. And if we having roster turnover, they probably fighting for roster spots. Mm-hmm. Not let alone just a, a starting spot. But guys are trying to make sure they're not going to be asked to leave this right. program possibly. Mm-hmm. So I might expect a competitive spring game. Yeah, no, Silk, I think you make a really good point. You know, Florida's right uh, right above the the number of, of scholarships that you can take in uh, to uh, the 2022-2023 football season. So with that, obviously, there's going to be some people that leave on their own, and there's going to probably be some people that are being asked to leave, right? And if you want right. the opportunity to, to stick around and graduate and get your degree from the University of Florida, you know, you've had you've never had a better opportunity than this offseason to, to make your mark um, and prove that you deserve that because you did have a completely fresh slate and a new opportunity opportunity to, to continue to earn that and, and earn that spot on the field. Yeah. yeah they, uh, year to year. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billy Napier said they are going to be very aggressive in the portal. Um, right. They say, so they were, I had them at 91. That's down to 89 mm-hmm. after Emory. Um, and uh, Lamar Goods. no, 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 there was one before Lamar. Hmm. Um, the career ending Burke. No, no, oh. No, Kirk. no, um, no. Gage, Gage, Wilcox. Gage, Wilcox. Gage Wilcox. Yep. So you, it's ninety-three. So you're eighty-eight now, which means you've got get to you got three more people that need to leave just to get to eighty-five. Which doesn't mean you're being very aggressive. That means you're at the limit. So um, I think there will be potentially getting near double-digit guys that leave the program after the spring. Mm-hmm. If, if you're talking about being very aggressive, and then in that yes, same sir. press conference. Billy Napier this said, trials. It, 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 it might have been. This is, might have been. This, mm-hmm. this is trials, my guy. Like 30 day trial. Turnover. Yeah, this, the turnovers he's talking about on, on the roster and then the additions that he's talking about making. This is trials. I don't know if these guys understand what's going on. I'm pretty sure they do. They understand the intensity and the, and the, and the locker room mm-hmm. and the opportunity at hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is trials. This is this is it. Um, your, your, your dreams and your fairy tales of. A four four year scholarship that has that hasn't been a thing in a long time. They've been dressing it up, but these kids got to come in and earn spots mm-hmm. um, because they uh, obviously Billy and the guys and the staff here not, aren't uh, excited about what they have on roster and they won't win because if they can't win, they don't. They're not. We're not going to give them the, the 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 luxury of just oh it's their first year. No, we want results right away. Right. And he understands the demand in the SEC and 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 and. And the fanatics that we are in Gainesville, so he got to win. And what's a win? What's a win total that you're happy with after year one? Uh, minimum. I mean, I, I don't think nobody's gonna go, go crazy with eight wins, but mm-hmm. I think um, nine, ten is, is to keep people from going rabbit. But eight, you can't yeah. go 
I think A's run it. Yeah, I mean, and this is a tough year to start, right? I mean, you've got a a, uh, you've got a rough schedule this year. You got Texas A&M on that schedule. list. You got Utah on that list, right? So you've got some. What helped some Dan Mullen get fired was an all SEC schedule. So like, what's mm-hmm. excuses? You feel me? Um, mm-hmm. That this whatever that schedule yeah. is is gonna be easier than that, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, no, well, that, yeah, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I don't. I think that it's probably as close as you've ever gotten, right? I mean, obviously, Florida State's still down, uh, you know, but you have, yeah, you know, your traditional eight SEC schools, right? The kickoff and, is, is 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 a test. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest difference. The kickoff being Utah in his in his right. initial year, um, but I mean, the schedule toughness is is what it is. He's just got. Acquired talent, and I, and I still like us, man. Mm-hmm. But LSU still got a lot to prove, and I know Brian Keller's a, a proven coach, but there are a lot of people left that roster. That roster, we should have beat them the last two years, but we mm-hmm. just didn't have our, our shit together. Um, so even with the Texas A&M, there's a lot of questions at a lot of these programs, and, and, and one of the hidden advantages with bringing in new coaches is they have no film. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no idea like what our game plan is going to be, be and how ARs, that quarterback looks under that system. Um, so it's just a lot of unknowns. We got some advantages as well going into this season. But it's also never been easier than it is right now to be able to go and acquire infuse, talent for your team. Yeah, infuse right? infuse so, the roster, correct. You know, you should know where your gaps are. I mean, there's some pretty glaring gaps from last year. Obviously, you have 15 practices under your belt. You have a staff of probably 40 people that are watching game film um, and, and looking at opportunities to make your football team better. And, you know, right. this is truly the first time that, you know, for the past year or so where you have real true free agency, right? And it's not beyond me to think that there's probably not some, some reaching out to players that are on rosters that, um, you know, we have an opportunity here at Florida, whether it be a tight end wide receiver, defensive tackle, you know, potentially cornerback, you know, linebacker, right? You, you have a lot of opportunities that are out there. You know, yeah, I, I I think one thing that that I didn't mention about uh, about the game is I'm interested to see what they do at uh, kick returner and punt returner. You have a lot of guys that have been back out there, so you know, do you finally see Finley Graham, or who do you see, you know, with their ball in their hand when uh, when Jeremy Crosshaw punts the ball on uh, on Thursday? Who's returning that, and and how are they doing? Because special teams, not only from a return perspective, didn't seem all that great under Dan Mullen, but their ability to to impact the play when they're rushing. Um, you know, the field goal kicker or when they're rushing the uh, the punter to make an impact. So uh, I'm curious to see how those special team groups and you know, especially when you when you entitle a game changer, you know, you right. expect results. So I uh, definitely want to see some more of that. Uh, I better see Finley Graham get his hands on a punt or a kick. Like, where are we going? I have a we're feeling if you don't, I, you know, I have a feeling if you don't, Nick, then I don't know if you'll see Fenley Graham ever got one, right? And that's nope. not dogging him as an individual. I think he's probably a great guy and a great person. But, you know, you were brought in to do one thing, and if you can't get that one thing, then. I want to see Bowman back there. I ain't going to lie to you, man. So I yeah. want to see Graham too, but I won't mind see Bowman back there. Just somebody that's going to actually make some shit happen. I've mm-hmm. uh, been just knowing when he got punt, like, okay, safe. At the yeah. minimum, just catch it. Cause you're not gonna do much with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gonna be a different feel. Um, and we got three running backs. Get, get I don't care if you get any of the three, four, four running backs. I keep saying mm-hmm. three. We have four running backs mm-hmm. that all could play. Uh, it's only one football, so get those guys mm-hmm. an opportunity to break some tackles in the punt return game. I'm I mean, team running back for for the punt return duties. I mean, besides, you know, Freddie Swain had a couple of decent plays, but I mean, I'm thinking ever since Vernon Hargraves returned. Freddie got busy his year. In, in, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the weirdest of ways, he, he made some shit happen. 
So what was a year that, that Vernon Hargraves was returning kicks? 2015, 2016, it's somewhere his, around there? It was his freshman year. Okay, so ever since then, right, I, I'm just using that as my benchmark because well, he, he was, was not actually be. returning them that year. Then they had him like his junior year. Yeah, yeah, his junior year is when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. So in like 2016 or so, whenever Vernon Hargraves was back there, 2015, Ever since then, outside of the one year with Freddie Swain where he had a couple of, you know, good returns, Florida has just been the, the model of fair catching and just flipping the field from there, right? I want to see somebody out there that's going to move, make plays, be exciting, be electric, and, and go and try to make a big play. No doubt. We'll see. Um, before we get uh, to a couple of other things in Florida Gator sports – if you are looking for Gators apparel, um, visit our friends over at Alumni Hall. If you are going to be in Gainesville this week on Thursday, swing by Alumni Hall on Archer Road. Use promo code. I want to make sure that I get this right. We got promo code SG20. So if you order online, I'll give you 20% off. If you go in the store, tell them it's 20% off. Go visit Alumni Hall. Looking for a new polo, looking for a new shirt, looking for – uh, stuff for your your child uh, or your baby. Go swing by and check out Alumni Hall and tell them Stadium and Gale sent you. Uh, Silk so Nick ran for a moment, so want to give you uh, a couple of quick updates here. Um, let's see where we we already mentioned uh, that Purnell. Uh, got SEC co-freshman of the week in baseball, uh, 1.290 ERA over seven games uh, or seven innings, seven innings pitch. Pardon me. Uh, Florida track and field uh, is number three, uh, sitting both men's and women's are sitting in a collectively really good spot as we start to get to some of the national competition um, here. Uh, Florida softball is competing against Alabama currently. Uh, so we'll be curious to see how that game ultimately turns out. A uh, big weekend for them. Uh, gymnastics is getting close to the NCAA finals as well. That will start on Thursday uh, where they'll compete against the University of Michigan, University of Missouri, and Auburn for the national championship. So best of luck to women's gymnastics. Outside of that, Corey, I don't think that there's a ton uh, running through. Obviously, Tennis. we're getting to the end of the Tennis season. Tennis won their third yep. straight. Um, SEC, yeah. right? Yeah, men's tennis, pardon me. Uh, they beat Auburn 6-1, uh, earned their third consecutive SEC title um, against the uh, number 27 Auburn Tigers, uh, pushes its win streak to 14 uh, in a row and have won their 12th total SEC title. So thank you, Nick. Uh, they'll start – pardon me, they're going to be playing Texas A&M um, next our next Sunday, uh, it looks like, and then they're going to start the SEC tournament right after that. So best of luck to the men's tennis program as they continue their dominance uh, on the court. Uh, unfortunately, hey, real quick, real yeah. quick, Nick. So my uncle's a Miami baseball fan, right? And he and he was talking a little shit to me, but he didn't talk too much shit. He said that that Florida wasn't serious about the first series. He said, "Yeah, I know you guys want to see you guys want taking that 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 one serious. You guys are kind of." hanging out for, for tournament play. My, my people's watch baseball pretty heavy. Um, so he, he's, he's a little bit more optimistic. He wasn't down by the, the Miami series at all. He, he, he thinks he think we still have a good team. He think he's a Miami fan and thinks Florida is good. Yeah. He still think, he think they could um, possibly, he think they could have beat up. We, we could have beat them. 
is what he thought. They did. He thought he thought we just kind of shut it down. They beat Miami. Oh my bad. What the hell is he talking about then? They beat hmm. Miami. <laughs> Am I remembering wrong? They beat Miami two out of three. All right. Yeah, they beat yeah. Miami two out of three. I gotta gather my um, shit talking next time, Nick. I apologize. <laughs> they, they, um, ammo. Yeah, so they lost to Miami on Friday night. Uh, right. Two five to two, and then they won eight to one on Saturday and eleven to three on Sunday. Um, <clears> that series, so. um, well, Miami's coming off of a great sweep of Virginia. Virginia had been killing the baseball. Um, really good hitting team. Uh, they have the, the one of the best. This is probably big. I probably missed something in translation. Yeah, there, but, go ahead. <laughs> but, but that but that Florida Miami series. Um, so like last year, it was the first series of the year. Typically, it's the second weekend of the season. Uh, this year right. it was the third. What Florida is going to be in June or by the time the SEC tournaments in late May is not what they are then. And the same goes for Miami. You're still trying to figure things out that first month. Right, right. So while fans see Florida-Miami and the players are like, I hate Miami. Miami players are like, I hate Florida. Um, the team isn't what they're going to eventually be. So it's not a great – it's a good barometer of, hey, where are we early on? But it's not a great barometer of where these two teams are going to finish. Um, so he's right. Florida, Florida won that series, and but then listen, Florida had a couple bad weekends. Um, I think Florida is good enough to beat anyone on their schedule. They're good enough to take the series when Tennessee comes in, um, and, and Tennessee's literally lost only one game all year. Um, but they have a bunch of warts that you know it, the bullpen has gone out there and, and thrown and given up. You know they had like a ten ERA in SEC play before last weekend, which is terrible. Um, but they are good enough to be anyone on any given day, I think. Hmm. But yeah, you know, the Kush was big because Florida beat Miami two to one. <laughs> yeah, shout there. out to that, man. Let's yeah, see. When, uh, when, you, guess... when, you, when your people start talking trash about baseball, you just got to fire off a text to me. I got stats for you. Yeah, I got man, he's getting, he's you. getting the crystal ball stuff off, man. And I'd be like, I'd be trying to like ignore it. So like, he's running out of stuff to say when I don't reply a lot. He just starts saying like different stuff. So he's. Trying to, to baseball, trying to get a reaction out of you from from, from yeah, man. Like I, I just told him, man. Like I've seen you happy about uh, Al Golden, Randy Shannon, uh, <laughs> Manny Diaz, and now and now uh, the new guy. So you know, need to switch to baseball talk. And I was kind of logged out a little bit. The Cuban rounds up. That's what they got right now. Yeah, Cuban Ronzuk. Yeah, until, uh, until further notice. I mean, what's what's a Mario Cristobal's offense? Uh, I don't think he knows yet. Man, it's whoever his OC is, is mm-hmm. what his offense Does is. he filled his entire staff yet, or is that still? Yeah, I think he finally got it done. Oh, okay, thank God. He got a good staff. He recruited a good staff. Yeah, Cuban he did. Ronzuk. Yeah. Um, one final announcement, uh, Fred Biondi, um, is a, a finalist for the spring Haskins award, uh, which is given to the most prestigious men's college golfer. Um, he's currently ranked number one in the, uh, Arnold Palmer Cump rankings, um, and ranked number two by golf sat and then number four by golf week, uh, as, uh, one of the best golfers in the country. So congratulations to him as a semifinalist. I'll announce a finalist here soon. They will be participating in SEC championships in St. Simons Island next week. So congratulations to him and best of luck to men's tennis. Um, in recruiting news, Nick, I know that you said that you had a list of uh, players that were going mm-hmm. to be 
at UF spring game. So if you can pull that up, I know one of the names I got you. Um, is Nijay Harris uh, from IMG Academy, uh, four-star offensive lineman, uh, ranked 296th in the 247 sports composite. Um, just came off of a uh, visit to Texas A&M, announced his top six, and then announced that on May 7th he would be making his announcement. I know Florida feels good, uh, but certainly Texas A&M uh, is one to always keep an eye out for. But, Nick, if you can run through that list for us of guys that will be here for the Orange and Blue game. All right, um, and all the rankings are are on three rankings on three composite, um, which uses all four ESPN rivals two four seven and on threes to uh, mm. give a give you what we what we consider the most accurate uh, ranking because they're all weighted twenty five percent. So all of them on three rankings: four star defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc, four star defensive tackle Jordan Hall, four star defensive lineman John Walker, four star defensive lineman Will Norman. Four-star cornerback Malik Muhammad. Four-star cornerback Sharif Denson. Four-star running back Traylon Webb. Four-star offensive lineman Roderick Kearney. Four-star edge Tamarion Parker. Four-star offensive lineman Peyton Kirkland. Most likely will be there. Four-star receiver Tyler Williams. Four-star edge Isaiah Nixon. He's a coin flip right now, 50-50. Four-star receiver Aiden Mizell. Three-star offensive lineman Tommy Kinsler. Three-star offensive lineman Bryce Lovett, who said he was likely. Three-star offensive lineman, what you just said, Dan? Kanaja yeah. yeah, Harris? I think it's Nige Harris, yeah. Nige Harris? I think the K is silent like knife. Say, ah, knife. Three-star wide receiver Creed Whittemore will be making the long trip across town. 2023 wide receiver Jaron Hamilton and 2024 four-star safety Brayshawn Williams are, are some of the guys that uh, – Corey Bender has uh, on his list, and um, I think Cormani McLean, Money McLean, might be coming back in. It's it's up in the air uh, currently, though. Mm. But hey, listen, you keep getting Money McLean on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's not a bad thing. Man, we get Money McLean. Man, put me on record, bro. We get Money McLean. Um, we got to. We just got to Nick. Uh, Lakeland boy, five star. Sends a message. Everybody in the world want them. This DBU, restore the order. We got the DB go coach. Go mm-hmm. coach in the, in the building. Go. Uh, we, if, if we can't land Kamani McLean, we got problems. Uh, and I like what we're trending for the for three elite defensive backs right now, mm-hmm. Mary. Uh, make DBU great again. Yeah. Um, I got a couple things. One, definitely need some commitments this week. Right? I mean, you're sitting at one. It's April. I know it's early. Uh, I, don't, I, know I, I don't just want anybody. If we got some gas that's ready to commit, cool, Dan. But I don't want to just. Take well, no, I know you don't want anybody. But I mean, if you if you have a support staff the way that you do, a recruiting staff the way that you do, no the doubt. guys on your staff that are supposedly as good as recruiters as they are, right? Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. start getting some people to pull the trigger here soon. Which, which one you right? Say what? Which one you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but that, I mean, that's my biggest thing, right? Is, I mean, you're seeing a lot of names. Um, it's a pretty impressive list. Um, you know, I was told because the game was on Thursday and they weren't competing against Alabama or Georgia or Miami or whoever that we'd see a who's who list. I don't think it's necessarily a who's who's list. Um, you know, no five stars right now uh, are slated to be on campus, but, you know, that certainly could change and you never know what might happen on Thursday. I think it's a, it's, a pretty it's good list. It's Monday. Yeah, right? it's Monday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I'm not, you know, casting aspersions yet, but we're three days away. 
Um, you know, but I was told because this game was on Thursday and we weren't competing against anybody that this was going to be, you know, the, the who's who of list. And I think it's good. I don't think it's as impressive as I think, you know, a lot of people might've anticipated without any, um, any other games that, 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 uh, that night. I just so, think it's Monday. And I think these guys are going to have a pre a preview list by, by Thursday. If they don't, um, I'm still going to enjoy my Easter weekend. Yeah. 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 Oh, they, there will, there'll be absolutely zero impact. But Monday, but, but next but next week's show is gonna be fire. Yeah, um, I but I'm so. with you. I'm with you, Dan. All jokes aside, I'm with you. I think uh, we should. I wanted some commits, um, but mm-hmm. the names and dates that I've seen, I'm more. I'm, I'm excited about those decision dates yeah. and what we got going. Some real big names, some real big um, decision dates, times, time frame. I'm excited about all that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think we could create some urgency in some of this. I think even right. if kids have. Uh, commitment dates, you still can make kids pop. It happens every day um, mm-hmm. at Bama, Georgia, and everywhere else. So I want to see that that turned up a little bit. And and, and I said on, on the space um, that I do, that I expect this class to be top five-ish, man. Um, this is where I have it at. With the type of support staff we have, these guys have a reputation of being elite recruiters. Uh, a lot of young buzz. Uh, we're in it for uh, some elite kids. The state is loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, especially along the I four quarter, South Florida always have dogs, but mm-hmm. uh, Central, um, it's a lot of gator holes or gator spots where we normally recruit very well. That it has some very good talent right now, so mm-hmm. the opportunity is there, man. Um, I expect us to have top five classes, man, and that can start this weekend. And if we do get some commitments, uh, it's, it's I don't want to say no names, but I would like some four stars, some big. We're waiting for some big names, and if we could push up the timeline for some of them kids. Uh, get the, the juices and the, and the momentum flowing while they're on campus. We'll see what's up. I don't want no mid though. Um, my mm-hmm. just on mid this no, week. No this mid. Spring. No mid. It's too early to take mid. We can wait on mid guys. That that's what a lot of, a lot of things that came from the last staff was guys that we could wait on later in the cycle, and they took some names just to just to they thought required the fan base, but. Um, I don't know what their line of thinking was, but I don't want to take no mid. If it's a questionable take, we can wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. No Nick mid in May. Or no, April. Mid, no mid in May. No, no, mid, no April. mid April. No, sir. No, no mid April. No, no mid in mid April. Yeah. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. No mid, mid April, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So close, close to 420, we have a mid. Mm, that's a good point. Well, so why don't you take us out of the Manscaped ad read? Uh, I think you have the song of the week this week, so think about that as well. I think Nick stole it from you last week. Did he? We got to figure out our yeah. rotation. Real um, slick, Nick. Real slick, Nick. Well, normally it goes Silk, then you, then me, and then you have weddings, and you're like, I need to play 99 Problems. And then Oh, I had a wedding. Out. I need to play. Uh. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't mad at it, man. I'm on like a thousand pods, man. I'll get these songs off one way or another, Nick. You guys use a crop. You guys use the crop duster uh, in your manscape. I don't have one. I just yeah. I just used our code to get the uh, the nose hair thing. What, what was that? Weed whacker. Weed whacker. Weed whacker. Weed, I just used our code to purchase a weed whacker. Elite tool for your parts. Um, raindrop, drop top, wiping up balls with my crop mop. Uh, <laughs> be sure, <laughs> be sure to get that 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 crop duster, man. Uh, take care of your pubes. Take care of your balls. The family jewels. Use coupon code uh, 20SG at checkout for 20% off free shipping. Uh, everything's waterproof. Every tool that you get, weed whacker, mm-hmm. lawnmower 4.0, any, any and everything can be used in the shower. 
if you're walking around without ball deodorant, you're living an unrighteous lifestyle mm -hmm. in 2022. You should not be leaving the home without it. It's springtime. And you should not be perspiring in your underwear. Um, so, fellas, like I said, raindrop, drop top, wiping up balls with my crop top, man. Uh, be sure to use coupon code 20SG for checkout for 20% off. Uh, support your favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and beyond what, what Silk always talks about, they do have a couple other things. Uh, they they have a luxury nail kit now with a nail file mm. and cuticle trimmers and all that stuff. I mean, you know how big I am on manicures and pedicures. Um, but if you don't want to do that, if that's it. not the, uh, the 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 lane you want to go down, make sure your nails are in good shape. No hands, uh, yeah, hands are very important to. Uh, it's like shoes, man. When they look at your shoes, they're probably looking at your hands, man. You have mm -hmm. no crazy hands with calloused up shit going on in 2022. You got to take care of yourself a little bit. That's right. That's right. They also have a new hydrating uh, body spray. They got foot duster. Uh, no smelly feet around here. Mm -mm. Um, Let's see what else. They got the body wash and the shampoo and conditioner as well. And, and the deodorant, too. All new stuff over there. Anti-chafing boxers, too. So a bunch of stuff on manscaped.com. Yeah, you're going to be stinking, fellas. That's what we're trying to tell you. Don't stink. Especially when you can get 20% off and free shipping, right? Yeah. Stinking and being hairy is unrighteous. So do what you got to do. We're, we're righteous all 2022. Especially on Good Friday. It's Good Friday. Mm -hmm. Coming, so. mm -hmm. Well, well, boys, Silk, I think you're ready to take us out. Yeah, let me we'll see what I got. I'm going to go with some old school mm. shit, man. I've been in that bag lately, Nick. I walked into the gas station today um, grabbing Monster Energy, and they were playing mm. Dear Mama by Tupac. I was like, whew, we got some mm. elite vibes. That's a great song. <laughs> someone, took, someone took the ox cord. It wasn't that typical, like, that, you know, you're out in public elevator kind of music. Mm -hmm. A great song, but um, – if your mom didn't do crack, it's not, don't hit the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Just saying. Uh, real quick, oh, let me get Ohio players, and heaven must be like this. It's just a real, real, oh, a beautiful song, man. Play this for you. Uh, Nick, you on proposal watch. Uh, now warning you on watch. Play this, man. Watch. Just keep the vibes going crazy straight in your crib, man, so you don't get on warning, you know? Play it tonight. There you go, baby. Same corner, oh, same Nick, time. Nick, you're proposing tonight? No, I'm just playing the song. No, 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 no. It's just oh, keeping the song. Yeah, this this is a for, a furlough. He just buys him more time. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Right. I well, like you it. could propose Dan, tonight. I don't think Dan said it once this podcast, so I'll say it for him. I love it. Love it. Yeah, didn't say it. Love got it. Called, love got it. called out on it. Love it. Got called out on it. Immediately removed it from the uh, – the, the word bank, you know? One the, thing the about other, the podcast the other is they pick up on tendencies, man. They watch mm -hmm. film like, 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 <laughs> and I appreciate people pointing it out too. Always trying to improve. I need my own coach P in my life, you know? Hey, yeah. Danny, got to improve here. All right, cool. Ah, very cool, good. Man. Very good. There's another one. Ah, very good. We're going to get Coach P on the show, man. What Coach P do for it? Like, what, what is his? He's like in charge his... of logistics. I don't, sure. Whatever that means. I like his lack of a title. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like how mysterious Coach yeah, yeah. P. Coach P, holla at your boy, man. Come come on, kick it on stage, Miguel. We very chill people around here, man. He follows the pod. Yeah. Come kick it with us. Hang out. Hey, if you listen to Stadium Miguel, at these coaches, let them know to come hang out with us. At, mm -hmm. at Billy, at Coach P. Tell them yeah. they need to come to the same corner, same time. Voice of the people. Boys. Nick, have fun on Thursday. So yeah, I will be we'll there. Monday. Johnny said hello. I'm going to be watching on Thursday. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Where can we watch? SCC Network? SCC Network Plus. It's a streamer. 
Oh boy. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, what the hell else is the SEC network showing that they have to oh, move it to the plus gymnastics? Chain. They're showing uh, they're showing he the does shit out of championship. Okay, that that that's fine. No, it's not. Showing the what? national should, championship. This is what they should do. They should put gymnastics on ESPN. It is a national championship. Baseball to like God knows what to like yes. UPN. I agree. And I agree. Then that. Put the I, game on the SEC network. I agree Dan, that Dan national wants, championship gymnastics is more important than spring football. I agree. I agree. But Dan wants to put baseball from ESPN to the Ocho. Bro, there mm. it's one of 162 games. Sure is. Sure is. I get it. That's 0.6% of their entire season is being played. They can get punted for one game. Someone check Dan's math because he did not love that. No, 0.3. You ain't got to do the math. The, the, the timeline will do the math for him. Don't worry about it. That mm. shit off. They're going to let us know. Streets. <laughs> the streets will let us know. Streets going to let us know every time. Point O's. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. This, yeah. this is good yeah, audio, Dan. You, no, I was right. Yeah. No, you, you, no, you, I was exactly you, right. I was exactly right. using your right. calculator. Was, good radio. I was exactly right. Mm -hmm. I was double checking. You had me guessing. That that Apple uh, calculator is not a Texas instrument, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, boys. Same corner, same time. Already. You know what I think heaven is? I think heaven is you. You know that?
find happiness A place close to your loveliness Somewhere to rest my aching mind Oh Where there's no Shit. 